raw, uncut, and unapologetic. Welcome to Men Talking Mindfulness with your hosts John McCaskill and Will Schneider. Here we focus on helping men and those with men in their lives solve some of life's complex challenges through understanding the practices of mindfulness and how they can help. Each episode is in an environment free of judgment and criticism with a focus on authenticity and inner peace. Let's dig in. A few years ago, before I was practicing mindfulness, or I, I may have been practicing, but I just had a momentary loss of control. There was a utility worker driving too fast down my street, and I have kids, so I took it upon myself to stop this guy. I walked out into the street and stood right in front of his truck. Now, he could have run me over very easily. Thankfully, <laughs> thankfully he did not, but he, he got out and he threatened me, and, and of course, I took this threat as a, as a threat and I reacted instead of responding. I, I, I reacted by yelling profanities back at him and calling him names. And then I proceeded to get right in his face. And we were both really, really close to coming to blows. <laughs> Thankfully, uh, a neighbor intervened. And this, this in, in itself was a crucial conversation. Crucial. And I did not handle it well. I didn't wake up that morning planning on having a yelling match that almost turned into a physical altercation in the middle of my street. I wasn't prepared for that crucial conversation. A whole lot of what we'll be discussing today is based on the book, Crucial Conversations, Tools for Talking When Stakes Are High by Joseph Grenny, Carrie Patterson, Ron McMillan, Al Switzler, and Emily Gregory, which I was reminded about by one of our listeners, Scott Drew. So thank you, Scott. And I wish I had read that book about crucial conversations before this particular instance. Okay, so for those of you who have never joined us before, and for those of you who have, this is the Man Talking Mindfulness Podcast. I'm John McCaskill, and each week, my co-host and I, my co-host Will Schneider over there in New York City, and I work to break down and demystify an aspect of mindfulness and make it meaningful to you. Again, this week, we're going to delve into crucial conversations, what they are, how to prepare for them, and how to have them. But first, I'm going to turn it over to Will for some of our announcements. Well, I got to thank you, John, for this. Um, you can hear me okay, yeah? I can hear okay. you, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. Good. yeah. <laughs> to make sure. Uh, uh, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited for this conversation today, and, and a big uh, thanks to Scott uh, for bringing this to us, because this is a... a I think a conversation we need to have for other people to understand so we're not all going around like fighting each other and you know and, and acting like children we, there's an adult way to deal with things so anyway right. as announcements uh, so there's still space for our mindfulness inventory retreat coming up may 18th to the 21st in the east side of the united <laughs> states in upstate new york you're going to breathe move and get mindful over these four days and three nights this immersive experience that also includes a four-week uh post integration program too um, so if you sign up before uh, March 18th, you get $200 off. And to learn more about the retreat and, uh, and to book your spot, you can go to mentalkingmindfulness.com slash retreat, mentalkingmindfulness.com slash retreat to book your stop, spot before they're gone. Um, yeah, hey, help us grow. A couple ways you can do that is we can get on to our YouTube and join our YouTube uh, screen. And if you want to listen to the whole episode, we have little clips of um, each episode that uh, can help you kind of tap into some little wisdom that we talk about on a weekly basis. Uh, and also, hey, uh, if you're 
listening on podcast, uh, why don't you take a screenshot of this episode right now and share it on your social and let people know they become more mindful by listening to and tag us, Men Talking Mindfulness. Uh, I think that's all. Anything else, Johnny? Announcements? I think uh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to ground? You want me to ground? Like, uh, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll lead the grounding. Yeah, uh, I need it, right, but I, I also will ground myself. I need it because, um, in all honesty, we're testing out some new tech here, and and we're streaming with a new new app. So hopefully, this is coming through nice and clear, nice and loud, and you can understand everything that's being said, and you can see us well. Uh, but yeah. prior to, you know, we had some tech glitches as you do every time you, te- you try something. And so I was a little nervous when this kicked off. So, okay, no, enough blabbing for me. Um, crucial conversations. We're going to get into that, but let's, let's get into that grounding practice first. So right. go ahead. And if you feel comfortable, go ahead and close your eyes and get into a position that is comfortable for you. Closing your eyes is not comfortable or safe at this time. No worries. Just soften your gaze. And let's just bring our attention to our breath. Intentionally bringing our attention to our breath. That is what mindfulness is, is intentionally paying attention to the here and now without any judgment. Noticing what you're experiencing in the here and now. And to do that, we're going to focus on our breath. And we'll just do five simple breaths together. Begin by emptying your lungs. Bring your navel to your spine, wringing it out, and then holding empty. Deep breath in, filling your lungs from the bottom to the top. Hold at the top and release, release, release. Empty, hold empty at the bottom. That's one deep breath in, filling from the bottom to the top. Hold and relax, letting it go, letting it go, letting it go, holding empty at the bottom. Deep breath in. As you're breathing in, imagine breathing in life and energy, positivity. Hold at the top. And as you're releasing, letting go, let go of that negativity, toxicity, pain, agony, let go, let go, holding empty at the bottom, two more, deep breath in, same thing, envisioning, breathing in, positivity, life and energy, hold at the top, and release, releasing that negativity, toxicity, pain and agony, any suffering, last one, deep breath in, from the top, or rather from the bottom all the way to the top. Hold at the top and release, release. And as you're releasing, go ahead and move, maybe move your head around, your neck around, roll your shoulders. And a lot of the time when Teresa and Will and I, Dr. Teresa Larson, one of our business partners, and Will and I get together with the people that we work with, we, we ask them how they're feeling. What, what color do they feel like, red, green, or yellow? And red being kind of all over the place, stressed, anxious, um, not focused, yellow being in the middle somewhere, and green being mellow, uh, kind of focused in the here and now. 
And I'll tell you, uh, before running that grounding practice, I was red. <laughs> I was, uh, and and even even reading through that that scenario where that guy had driven way too fast down the street, and I started cussing him out. That had gotten me back into the red again. Um, <laughs> But thankfully, we do that grounding practice because I don't want to remain in the red for our show. Uh, so I am now much more green than I was at the beginning of the show. So, yeah, let's get into this this conversation about conversations, about crucial conversations. Uh, again, I got to thank Scott Drew, uh, who brought this back into my life. I'd read it a while back and I'm rereading it. Crucial Conversations, the book. And in that, it, it describes what a crucial conversation is. And a lot of us, when we think about that term, crucial conversation, we think that, hey, maybe it's, it's, a, it's a conversation that we planned, uh, maybe a board meeting, like that kind of conversation. And, and though conversations in those board meetings can definitely go this way, what we want to talk about is, is much more, actually in my mind, much more crucial. You know, uh, an example is, is you know, uh, a breakup right? Um, discussing with a business partner what you feel was a poor business decision. Uh, discussing finances with a, a romantic partner. Giving or receiving feedback. And then telling your neighbor that the trash in her yard is lowering the property value of your whole neighborhood. And, and this was another true to life conversation that I had. We had a, a woman moving right next door that just trashed her backyard and everyone else kept theirs nice and neat. And, uh, I, I did, in fact, have a conversation with her, and she took offense. Eventually, it ended well. Uh, I didn't, I didn't cuss at her like I did the guy in the street, but uh, but it was it was a difficult conversation. So those what are the conversations. What kind of neighborhood are you living happened. in, John? <laughs> I was living in a I was I living thought... in a nice neighborhood until she moved in. <laughs> And, and for those, for my my old neighbors who are listening, they'll know exactly who I'm talking about, and they'll they'll be able to relate. But the the what makes a crucial conversation crucial, and and for for that, I'm going to turn it over to Will to kind of discuss the the three major components of a crucial conversation. Can you jump in on that? Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. And I think also, you know, crucial conversation. You know, as I was kind of doing the research for this, it's like this could be like you asking for a raise, like oh, you absolutely. standing up for yourself in some way. You know, and uh, um, so what is a crucial, like three ways, three things that really define a crucial conversation is high stakes, right? So uh, high stakes situation, you kind of mentioned earlier in, the, in that scenario that you went through, John, it's just like, you know, you're, you know, you're, this guy's driving you know, recklessly and fast through your neighborhood. So it's high stakes. You have kids, you know, like you got to keep the neighborhood safe. So the stakes are high. In right. the sense of like actually and confronting this guy, like actually standing in front of his vehicle and hopefully you're not, <laughs> not going to get ready to run over. I don't right? recommend that. That, that is not yeah. part, part of how do you handle a crucial conversation. Right. Yeah. So high stakes. Right. Uh, and, and that was coming from your side. The second is varied opinions, which is interesting. Like this driver has one opinion of like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Why is he blocking my I need to get off to my next, you know, stop or whatever. And you're like, right. why, why is this guy driving like an asshole? Right. Um, <laughs> and then that's just kind of these varied opinions. Sometimes if uh, come what comes with that or the, the third part is these strong emotions on both sides um, uh, because of what you're trying to, I guess, eventually solve together by having this conversation and getting to some sort of like it could end in complete disaster. Right. Or uh, it could uh, if we as we kind of work through this this particular show on crucial conversations, 
giving you tools and tactics, 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 kind of master these crucial conversations uh, by bringing awareness to to what these elements are. So high stakes, varied opinions, and strong emotions are what really are are the symptoms. I guess is, is that a right way to say it? Symptoms sure. of a crucial conversation. Um, or what kind of brings forth a crucial conversation or the components. That's, that's the word I'm looking for. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah, well, let's so talk about, you know, like how do we respond to these and how do we prepare for them? You know, again, um, a lot of these conversations are just going to pop up. Uh, you're, you're not going to be prepared for them. Um, you may be the initiator of the conversation, but the conversation you may not even anticipate going sideways and once it does go sideways, how are you prepared for that? But if you are the initiator of what is a crucial conversation from the get go, let's say I'm a boss and I'm coming to someone to to maybe let I'm them go. Boss. I am a boss, damn it. <laughs> but let's say in a scenario, I am a boss within an organization. OK, um, and and I'm going to be letting someone go uh, that I need to prepare mentally for. But they're most likely, unless they've just been a complete poor performer and they know that they're, uh, they're going to get let go, uh, they're most likely not prepared for that conversation. Uh, so, you know, how do we respond to these? Well, one, again, we're poorly prepared, but we respond uh, on, on the initiator side. We can respond or even react um, poorly from the get-go because we think in our mind that this is going to be a threat to the other person or we think that we are going to make the situation worse for the other person. So instantly we're kind of uh, posturing for a, a poor, crucial conversation. On the other side, if you're not anticipating this conversation, you get blindsided. So now you see this conversation as a threat and then you start to react just as though it were, in fact, a life-threatening event. Uh, again, right. just as we've discussed on the show before, why mindfulness is so important, you know, we can, we can turn that into a response instead of a reaction. And uh, I think that is, is how, we, how we respond. Now, um, we're going to address some of those pieces later about how to prepare for one as the initiator and how to react or rather respond as the person who's blindsided uh, but yeah, I think it's it's important to discuss, uh, you know, why we as the initiator or the uh, the the person who's blind eyed, yeah. the receiver, um, is how we receive these, how we respond to them, and then how we can change that response or, or reaction. Um, so yeah, let's let's talk about that a little bit, and then let's kind of break down ways to. Um, you know, prepare ourselves or to actually have that conversation in a much better way so that we both, both parties in the conversation feel safe um, and as though there's going to be a, a nice free flow of conversation. Um, yeah, over to you. Well, right from the top, I think it's like uh, you're talking about like coming from that place of reacting versus responding. And in the reaction nature of this, we're kind of we're emotionally attached, emotionally driven, and therefore taking actions based on emotions. And uh, those emotions could have actually no factual basis in reality at all, right? Uh, so that's like, I think one thing to, 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 to understand about when we're reacting and, and even like, you know, the, being the receiver of this particular conversation, uh, you know, you, you get in that defensive crouch and ready to kind of like fight back, right? So that's also driven by an emotion as well. But I mean, you said uh, at the top, we can, um, you know, 
one of the ways of not getting blindsided is the practices of mindfulness, like just being present, getting in your breath, understand we're being triggered. Like it's a big thing. Like we, you know, you mentioned in notes here, the STIA process, it's like stimulus, thought, emotion, action, right? It's still, it's present here in these crucial conversations, whether you're the giver or the receiver, right? So if we can uh, kind of mitigate the, the, the stimulus and the trigger of this conversation, the sense of like taking a step back, like, okay, hey, this guy's coming at me. He obviously has a problem. I'm going to take a breath, ground myself, open up, listen, instead of attached to my emotions and then taking those actions based on an emotional response, right? That's reaction. Um, and instead I can respond by staying, finding my breath, staying grounded, you know, be objective, not attached to my emotions and taking actions based on, you know, what I'm actually factually hearing and seeing in the moment, instead of telling myself some sort of story that may, might have absolutely zero basis in reality. Um, so let's, let's, let's just uh, unpack that, that's the process real quick. So, yeah, okay. uh, the S T E A we've discussed that with Dr. Seth Hickerson on one of our previous episodes about reacting versus responding S T E A stimulus, thought, emotion, action. And in these crucial conversations, uh, and in this book that talks about a, a helpful tactic is, is retracing our steps to action. Uh, and it's actually kind of like the STIA process in reverse. So you, you notice, again, being mindful is you're paying attention. You notice that the conversation has gone sideways. You notice that you're starting to maybe express uh, some attitude. Maybe you're starting to roll your eyes. Maybe you're starting to feel tension in your sh shoulders. You're starting to notice that increase in heart rate, increase in respiratory rate. When you notice that in yourself, that's one piece. You can notice that in somebody else too. You notice the body language. Okay. So that, yeah, exactly. What does this motherfucker want? <laughs> right. Right. So you don't have to say that. You don't even have to say that, but I can see it in the, in your body actions, your, your right. body language rather. Um, and you know, that, that we can notice is starting to happen in the conversation and basically do that steer process in reverse or retracing our steps to action. You ask yourself how you got to where you are emotionally in this moment. So again, your heart rate is starting to increase. You're starting to feel that anger or sadness or tension of some sort. You notice that you notice that emotion. Okay. Now take that back. So how are you acting right now? And then ask what emotions drove that action? Like, okay, maybe I'm caught off guard, maybe I'm surprised, maybe I'm saddened, and that's causing anger. Uh, you know, the, the, that's, and that anger is causing the, the other actions. Uh, hey, I'm going to tense up and I'm not, hey, now I want to fight this dude, right? Or, or, mm -hmm. or gal, you know, it's his, you, you get into these weird uh, scenarios. But so, okay, now you've taken that, found out what emotions are driving that action, then you move on to the story. And the story specifically is the story that you're telling yourself in your mind about this scenario. Um, and, you know, the other party in the conversation, they have a story in their mind. Somewhere in the middle is the truth most of the time. Most of the time, it's not what you're telling yourself is not 100% true. What they're telling themselves is not 100% true. Um, and right. if you kind of unpack that story and then finally examine the actual facts, knowing that your story is just that it's a story, but then taking a step back and say, okay, what are the actual facts in this conversation? So that's kind of like the STIA in reverse. You, you're acting, but why are you acting? What emotions are driving that? What thoughts are driving or what story is driving that? And then what stimulus? The truth, the truth, the facts. Um, so it's kind of like the, it is, in fact, the, the STIA process, stimulus, thought, emotion, action 
in reverse. And uh, I love that. And then, you know, coming back to the, the emotions, we talked last week to Marcus Aurelius Anderson. Um, he had a really great point in, in our show. He said emotion and in his book, he says emotions assassinate the truth. When we start mm. getting emotional about something, we start thinking false, false beliefs, false beliefs about our story, false beliefs about the other person in this conversation. Um, so I think it's very critical to notice the story that we're telling ourselves, notice the emotions that they're driving, and then obviously the actions and everything else that are related to that. Yeah, it's a, and this is all, I mean, just think everything we're talking about here is a mindfulness practice around conversations, right? And we're just creating awareness, creating a mindfulness now uh, around or just helping people understand and helping, you know, kind of us sort our thoughts too, as far as like reacting versus responding, emotional versus non-emotion, like, you know, uh, understanding our, uh, you know, what's going, what's the story we're telling ourselves and how can we let go of that story? Like what's actually happening in reality versus what's just in our head. Um, so why don't we uh, break down, um, you know, just kind of like what, like what creates a conversation, what that looks like, you know, cause there's, you know, there's two people involved here. So, you know, there's two entities that are trying to come to some sort of common solution, if you will, or maybe there won't be a solution depending on the kind of conversation you're having. Um, so you want to, we'll just kind of like go through our notes here and kind of yeah. talk about it and break it down a little bit. And, and yeah, sure. that, does that sound like a good plan? Yep. All right. Um, so just so, so at the top, um, Dialogue is, uh, you know, a free-flowing conversation between two people or more people in some ways. But we're, in this example, we're just going to stick with two people. Um, so in when you approaching this conversation, it's like, you know, first thing we really want to be aware of, it's like, what do we really want? Right. So, so John, if you come back uh, to that example you spoke of earlier, what did you really want in that situation when you confronted this driver? Yeah, I wanted safety yeah. for my kids in, in my neighborhood. Yeah. I wanted safety for the rest of the kids in the neighborhood. I mean, that neighborhood was yeah. packed full of kids, um, some special needs. And this guy, you know, it's a small neighborhood where the speed limit was like 15, right? Now, right. 15 may be too slow. I, I admit that. But, you know, when he's tearing through this small neighborhood at like 50 miles an hour, um, yeah. that's that's ludicrous. So I wanted him to slow down so that our children were safer in the neighborhood. Yeah. So, so, okay. Okay. So you touched on a few things there. It's like, so what I really want for myself, right? You talked about what you want for others, right? Which is, which is part of this to your community, yeah. right? What do you want from the relationship? Like, which you didn't really, really like touch on, <laughs> but like, you know I mean? It's, it's all, again, I want to punch this guy in the face, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just yeah. kidding. But I put this guy in his place, like the way that you kind of, <laughs> situation right? well that's uh, uh, real real quick yeah. i want to hit on that that's that's where a lot of conversations go sideways is a lot of us want to win the argument right now so it it goes from what we really want knowing what's in our heart in our mind so what i really wanted was hey i i, I wanted my my children and the other children in the neighborhood to be safe but as soon as i got threatened by this guy uh, granted, I mean, again, I didn't take a great action. I stepped in front of him, so I, I was acting kind of <laughs> stupid, right? Uh, but as soon as he steps out and starts threatening me, then the my want suddenly changes from saving the kids in the neighborhood and my kids to winning the argument. I'm I'm the alpha male here, damn it. I'm going to win this, <laughs> which, you know, it comes back to what we've talked about before about 
you know, the toxic masculinity or the, the confined masculinity. In this point, in this kind of instance, I am the protector and I've gone from the protector into now I'm the conqueror and I'm going to conquer this conversation, <laughs> right? And, and, that's, and that's, the, that's where we get wrapped up is, is in the conversation, right. this crucial conversations. Now we don't just want to have the conversation, we want to win the argument. Right. That's that's where well, especially really if we're if we've been so typically um, used to being in a state of anger or just going to anger. Like, what's anger going to produce? It's going to create that aggression, that violence. It's going to start pointing blame or start like you know picking somebody apart in some way. So it's just like that's that's again that's an emotional response. Um, the last little piece here of, of what do I really want? Um, like moving into this conversation in a responsible way. We should be checking in with how do I want to be or how would I behave if I really wanted these results, right? Which is yeah. key. Right? How would I behave if I really wanted these results? So, uh, so maybe, yeah. So I don't know if we need to go back to like, how would you behave if you wanted? You yeah. Know, I mean, uh, I think it's, I, I think hindsight. it's fairly, fairly obvious. I mean, I, I right. one, I wouldn't have stepped in front of the vehicle, right? <laughs> uh, I would have, I probably would have walked to the house because it's a small neighborhood. Again, I could have walked to the house yeah. and just been yeah. like, Hey man, you know, the, the speed limit is, is this, uh, I know you're probably in a hurry. Maybe you're late, uh, you know, giving him some validation right. and said, Hey, look, but, but I understand that, but we've got right. kids in this neighborhood. I've got kids. Right. We've got some special needs kids in this neighborhood. And Hey, would you, would you potentially, would you consider slowing down next time? And I could have handled yeah. it completely different. And that would have yeah. been addressing what I really wanted instead of wanting to win the argument. And also just think of it, I imagine your body language, uh, imagine the body language of that want instead of like, hey, 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 I need to talk to you, you know, like hands up, like, hey, we need to have a conversation instead of being like, you know, whatever that uh, kind of anger was bringing your body language into, I'm sure it was, it was definitely, I would have felt the aggression just the way you're talking about it. I would have yeah. probably got all defensive or whatever, you know, in that same situation. So it is on both sides, right? Um, yeah, yeah, real quick. Uh, you've got, got yeah. a comment here from one of our viewers okay. on, on LinkedIn, Martin. He, he says, the event example was not planned. Neither party planned for this. Therein lies the issue. And, and then he goes on saying that each individual action are based on how they're wired. Yes. Hard to think through in the moment. Yes, absolutely, Martin. Yeah. But, that, but that's kind of the, one of the points in this conversation is that so many of these crucial conversations are not planned. And how we react in those conversations that are not planned is crucial. <laughs> right for lack of a better where, term. where are we playing from are we yeah. coming from a grounded non-attached emotional place are we coming from a you know being uh you know drinking the emotional kool-aid and, and 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 getting on that rush and then boom like and just reacting from an emotional place like i, I think yeah. it's like really clear to like check in with the emotion again that's why your meditation is so important that's why it's important to you know get deeper into your breathing practices so you can literally regular regulate yourself in that moment right um, right Let's go, let's go to the next part here. So yeah. this is, again, we're breaking down uh, what a dialogue is and, and what a conversation is. So uh, in order for this to take place in, like, in a fruitful way, their safety is key, right? Safety from both sides. And this is what like, the, the, uh, the feeling within the dialogue. So I don't feel threatened by John, right? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm putting myself at the driver now. I don't feel threatened by John, <laughs> but I can, I can experience John as he has a problem and he's coming to me for that solution, right? Totally different way of doing things. Um, so when you're feeling in, uh, so here's what happens. There's two symptoms that arise, right? When we're, uh, when we feel unsafe, 
right? Or, or so two things that kind of happen or two ways that we can uh, begin to behave uh, when we're feeling unsafe, right? That's either we get silent or we get violent, right? When we get silent, our uh, actions will be, uh, even though we are silent, it'll be um, uh, withhold. It, and actually silence is kind of we're, we're withholding uh, one, one thing that says here, it's like purposely withholding information from the pool of meaning. And my behavior is I'm masking, avoiding or withdrawing, right? The other way is the other side of it. Or the opposite is violence. And that's when we begin to get aggressive, begin to try to manipulate the conversation and start to point blame and, and you know, all those things that have come from like a violent uh, way of being in this conversation because I don't feel safe. I feel threatened. So naturally, boom, my defenses come out either yeah. like it's kind of fight, flight or freeze. Right. So either fight back, either freeze or get really quiet or. Um, yeah, I think so those that's like yeah. those boil down <clears throat> to two forms of aggression, active aggression, which is the violence and passive aggression, which is the silence. Uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> wonderful. My, my five year old, almost six year old, she, she will correct me if I tell say five year old, she will say I'm five and five six, not even five and a half. I'm five and five six. Oh, she uh, she so, knows fractions, Sean. Yeah, it she comes knows from fractions. a math father. That's right. hundred <laughs> percent, man. <laughs> I'm like, you're way more than a half. Anyway, I regret teaching her fractions <laughs> already. Um, <laughs> but yes, five and five, six, this five and five, six year old. Um, if, if we're getting into, uh, you know, a, hey, father telling my daughter what she's doing is wrong, um, you know, f for instance, like sharing something with her, her brother, right? I'm like, hey, you need to share that. And she's like, fine, he can have it. And just like, ha like hands it over to him and then storms off to her bedroom. Uh, that that's the passive aggressive side, right? That's the 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 masking, the avoiding, the withdrawing. It's the silence. Uh, and then obviously yep. the going back to my example with the guy in the street, uh, you know, almost came to blows. I've gotten into, unfortunately, I, I have to admit, I have gotten into fights in the past. I haven't gotten into any physical fights since I've been practicing meditation and mindfulness. So that's a win for meditation and mindfulness. But uh, I. I that was I was going to resort to violence. I was going to punch this guy out on the street, um, which, which <laughs> in the moment it would have felt great, right? But in in the long term, what would that have accomplished? I probably would have gone to jail for assault and battery. Right, uh, exactly. you know, I I wouldn't have exactly. accomplished the the end goal there. That the the so that was the two forms of aggression: the passive and the active or. I just held up three fingers when I said two, but <laughs> anyway, yeah, go back. Uh, let's get get back into uh, how safety is, is developed. Right. So it's developed. Uh, safety shows up through a common purpose and mutual respect. So I think that that's a key here. It's like, you know, re respecting the other person that you're in a conversation with. And that means what is respect coming from? Actually listening, actually being present. You know, maybe that from an active listening point of view, maybe kind of repeating what they're what they said or or trying to clarify what they said in some ways is a huge sign of respect. And it's like and also active listening is a huge sign of compassion as well. Mm. So if you're in that space of compassion and actively listening, it's like, you know, you're already having uh, setting up this conversation for some success, um, you know, later on as a as the um, conversation uh, moves through. And also, uh, so yeah, what do you, what, uh, re re jokes and uh, sarcasm? Yeah, yeah well, this, uh, uh, yeah. Talk to, talking about ways that, you know, loss, safety is lost. Safety is sacrificed. Okay. You know, yeah. <clears throat> having a conversation um, where you're starting to feel attacked, if you will, um, 
or you are attacking. Maybe you're you come up as a as a boss and you're talking to your employee, and instead of fostering that that psychological safety, you're like you start joking with them. Hey, hey, Bobby, you know your your work has really not been up to par lately, and it, it's it's really you're really doing a great job or you know you you use that sarcasm you throw a joke at them you compare them to other people so now they're now they're starting to lose that sense of safety um, you know also it's it's not always what is being said but it's also how it's being said it come, again coming to that body language right if if i come in i'm like hey you know i, I really want to talk to you and you know, I've got something like this going. For those who are who are listening in the podcast later, you know, I'm I'm coming up with my hands kind of open, or if I come up to you I'm like with my arms crossed, and I'm like, hey, you know, I really want to talk to you about your performance. You know, which one is better? It's going to be right. it's going to be perceived. If my arms are crossed, it's that's that's a threat, and you're going to start to feel unsafe. Um, yeah. You start um, maybe discrediting the person, undermining their yeah. performance, undermining who they are. And then obviously we've touched on this before already, the, the violence, right? If the violence comes yeah. in. So all this negative stuff, it, it take, again, getting back to what we talked about before, what, what do we want out of the conversation? What's the right. end goal yeah. of the conversation? All that negative stuff immediately takes that out. And you get wrapped up again in what? Winning the argument. So right. if, if you, I mean, if nothing else, if you take nothing else from the show, this episode, besides never get wrapped up in winning the argument, whether that's with a spouse, a coworker, a child, and you always keep in your mind what it is you want from this conversation, you're going to, you're going to succeed. As soon as you, as yeah. soon as that switch is flipped and one of the parties gets involved in winning the argument, that's when you lose. Everyone loses. Yeah. Yeah, nobody nobody wins in the game of who's right is That's what right. Marshall Rosenberg says. Uh, nobody wins and everybody loses in the game of who's right. Absolutely everybody. Um, so that's like, a, that's a, yeah, that's from nonviolent communication, Marshall, Marshall Rosenberg. Um, you know, so what happens when, um, you know, we don't have this safety, you know, um, this, and, when, and we have like loss of trust, conversations destroyed, respect is lost. And it's just like, and everything goes out the window, like you said. Um, yeah. And then it's really hard to recover all that, right? It's it's hard to recover yes. the conversation. It's hard to recover the respect and and trust. I mean, as as soon as you start bringing all a lot, a lot of that negativity into the conversation, now now it does become an argument more so than a conversation. Um, then all that's lost. And and ways that you can recover that is is one, you know, pause. You know, be mindful and take that pause in the conversation. Be like, hey, you know what? I don't feel comfortable in the way that this conversation is heading. Maybe we need to come back. Both of us take a breather. That, that's mindfulness, right? Taking that pause, breathing for a second, um, and then bringing some humility into the conversation. Being like, hey, you know what? Yeah, it's a big win. This is not at all how I intended this conversation to go. Uh, I'm really sorry for, uh, you know, being sarcastic, bringing jokes in, um, and then then bring your story in, right? And, and yeah. admit that it is, in fact, that it's your story. Say, you know what? The story that I had in my mind was, um, I don't know, an example, a hypothetical um, example from a, a romantic relationship. You know, the story that I had in my mind was that you were overspending money. Um, 
And it's not a, it's not necessarily a fact. That's the story that I had in my mind. But the story on the in the other the counterpart might be, you know what, I, I was spending that money to buy you a, a birthday present or something like that. Uh, so yeah. you've got to share those stories and kind of figure out what the true facts are. And that can help you to yeah. recover not only from the downward turn in the conversation, but also to recover that trust and that respect that was lost uh, prior to. And I think that's that in and of itself is crucial to understand how you can recover yeah. the, the conversation once it's turned sideways and the relationship once it's gone sideways. And this is also with the story, I feel this is the mind working against us and being fueled by the emotions, right? So I feel angry, right? And then all of a sudden I'm like, why is this guy so, you know, I keep coming back to you, you know, why is this guy being driving like this? Like he must, what kind of asshole is he? And then all of a sudden you get his story, he's an asshole. And then, you know, and then you just, yeah. the imagination keeps running wild, which is keep fueled by your anger and your rage. And then by the time you get to this guy, you've already like, you know, like, you know, what judge, jury and sanctioned him, you know, to, to <laughs> some, whatever his fate's going to be. Right. Yeah. Uh, instead of, you know, detaching from the story, I think it's, it, we can plug in here, John, it's like, you know, there's that practice that we talked about on the show before. Stop, right? Yeah. Stop, S-T-O-P. Stop, take a breath, observe, right? And then proceed, right? S-T-O-P. Stop, yeah, take a breath, observe. And, and so that's a great way to kind of like, oh, wait, check yourself. It's like, wait, 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 wait. Am I getting wrapped up in a story here? You know, am I going to be pulled down into this rabbit hole of negativity in my imagination, fueled by my emotions, and then like making the situation worse? Or... Can I just like, oh, wait, like I need to check myself. I feel an emotional response coming up. This is not that this is we do not want to re we do not. I, I every time I've reacted emotionally in a lot of circumstances, ninety nine nine point nine percent of the time it did not work out well <laughs> because of that story that I'm attached to. Right. Right. And also because like because of that anger, that aggression, which is typically um, or the wanting the need to be right which is also driven by those emotions. It's like, you know, I'm playing this game of who's right and nobody's going to win. Everyone's going to lose in that game of who's right. Um, and it's also, again, it comes back to that detaching from that story, just objectifying, get down to the facts uh, of what's actually going on. Um, so where should we go next? I have here, we have. Uh, um, yeah, well, um, I think, um, you know, you have the, the state acronym. You talked, you talked about STOP. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, STOP. Yeah. So why don't you cover the state acronym that, that you have in our notes? You know what I like here too, though, the path to action, right? I okay. think this might be a good way to kind of like, you know, uh, get at, you know, kind of put the, a, a, a lid on or like just kind of get away from the story, right? So first we need to see in here, right? So it's like, what is actually going on? What's the story I'm telling myself? What's the feelings that I'm having, and what's the actions I'm, that I'm, that I'm that I can take, or more, or, or maybe likely to take from this particular, um, uh, you know, in this particular circumstance? Uh, um, let me say, yeah. So rooting ourselves in the reality is super important, right? Control our story so they don't control us. Okay. Um, how to change uh, the story we tell ourselves? Retrace our our steps. Our steps. You talked about that earlier. Yeah. You know, what's the action? What are the feelings? What are the, you know, the story that drove the feelings and what are the actual facts in the here and now that's going on? Um, so in this, in this state acronym, S-T-A-T-E, it, uh, share your facts, tell your story, right? Facts, the conclusion of your story, ask others, encourage others to share these facts. We'll break this down in a second. Talk tentatively, you know, use language that speaks to, uh, that you are, uh, use language that speaks to 
that you are sharing a story, not a nervous, uh, not you're not being a nervous wreck and, and encourage uh, test. So let people know um, that you are OK with what they have to say. Tone is very important. You know, I really want to hear from you is kind of what I wrote here. So I think I feel like I butchered that a little bit. John. No, so you're good. You're maybe good. you can kind of unpack a little bit. So, yeah, you know, again, go. again, the S is share, share your facts. Oh. Uh, so, you know, okay. again, understanding that um, understanding that the what's in your mind is your story. And we'll get to that in the next step. Uh, but sharing your facts, literally outline everything that is objective. Bring the objective facts to the conversation, not the subjective. Hey, I, I feel this. I feel that it's it's cold, hard facts. Share those and then telling your story. OK, yeah. so now these facts based on these facts, this is the story that I'm telling myself. This is the conclusion that I'm coming to. OK, and then so that's the T. Tell mm -hmm. your story. The A, ask others. Uh, so in, encourage others to share their facts. So if you're in a maybe in a room with a group of people, you ask others to share their facts and then their story, and then you listen, right? We've talked about that active listening. You've got to, you've got to listen to the other party. So that's the A, S-T-A. Then the next one, talk tentatively. Again, using that language that is not aggressive, not uh, yeah. overpowering, not in a stance that you're going to win that conversation. You are using that language where um, you're on the receive mode almost, uh, and you want to be on that receive mode as much as possible. And then finally, the encourage, the E, encourage test. So let people know that, that you are okay with what they have to say, saying something like that. Like you said, I really want to hear from you. Hey, I want to hear what you have to say in this conversation. Encourage them to speak yeah. so that they can yeah. offer and contribute to the conversation. It is not a uh, one-way conversation. I mean, unless there, there's going to be times when it has to be a one-way conversation, but more often than not, those those crucial conversations are going to be those ones that we want to actually have a conversation, not just me talking at you. And I want to hear right. from you. I want to hear your facts. I want to hear your story. That's uh, I think that's the state acronym. S-T-A-T. -T. Share your facts. Tell your story. Ask others. Mm -hmm. Talk tentatively and yeah. encourage. Yeah. I mean, it's, all, I mean, it's also a symbiotic relationship, you know, or it's like it's like both people are involved equally, respectfully in this conversation to come up with, you know, it's uh, and there's got to be some negotiation, some compromise sometimes too, you know, to get to a solution that and most of the conversations I've had or, or when I feel good coming out of a conversation, there's like a win win. You know, like I get a little piece, you get a little piece, you know, and we both walk away with this little piece, which yeah. is like could, you know, instead of like going, um, walking away with like regret or anger or feel like you've been manipulated in some ways, it's like, no, it's like, you know, this, that's like, there's always going to be, you know, a, a negotiation involved, any kind of circumstance that you're in, you know, there's, and if you're always just going after the, going after the throat and looking to kill or looking to always win every conversation, it's just like, Hey, like, you know, you're, you're creating a lot of enemies out there for sure. Yeah. And you're definitely not making yourself feel any better because there's like something that's really just coming from the spot, the place of the mind. I think also we didn't really talk about, but or even mention it's just like in this, with these crucial conversations, there's this heart involved. There's mm -hmm. this like, you know, this common humanity and this humility that you mentioned earlier as well, that, that it, and you coming from, if you're working from that heart space, from a place of, 
um, you know, really feeling and really being with the other person. It's just like they can feel that too. I mean, that, that you know, it's, it's actions speak a hell of a lot lang- larger than words. Um, so, yeah, I yeah. mean, it's uh, um, the mirror neurons, right? So like literally, yeah. uh, as we're putting out a particular type of energy, someone else can pick up that energy and, and return it to us like like a mirror. They, they see and act the way that we are act. Yeah. Um, and, and it's yeah. that if we are actually come into that conversation um, with an open heart, open mind, um, then it can it can really change the way the conversation goes. Uh, I think that's that's huge. Um, so. Yeah. That, that said, so, you know, coming into that conversation, again, why do we suck at these conversations? Uh, you know, literally, physiologically, what's happening in our body on either side of that conversation is, is we, we're perceiving this conversation as a threat. Our amygdala sees it as a threat. Our amygdala is the part that kind of activates the fight, flight, or freeze part in our nervous system. Um, it's the, it's the, also the part that protects us. Um, keeps us alive. It was there to protect us uh, in ancient times. It's still there to protect us in today's day and age. But unfortunately, there's fewer threats in today's, like real life threats in today's age. And with that, now our amygdala is perceiving, you know, an email, uh, a social message notification, a text message as a threat, but it's also perceiving these crucial conversations as threats. So what happens physiologically is, is the brain that is feed, or sorry, the blood that is feeding our brain and, and like allowing us to make um, actual cognitive, rational thoughts, cognitive, rational actions based on those thoughts, it's gone. It's, it's actually right. in our body. It's in our extremities. It's there to prepare us for a physical fight. And, and yeah. as soon as that happens, our, our ability to make those rational thoughts is, is basically gone. So that's, that's yeah. one of the reasons that we suck at these. So how can, we, yeah. how can we reverse that? And we've talked about that a little bit here. You talked about the STOP method, S-T-O-P. Um, and then we talk about BAMO. Uh, again, this is another Seth Hickerson-ism. Seth Hickerson-ism. Seth Hickersonism, sure. <laughs> B B A M O, Bamo. He'll so love that. <laughs> breathe and move on. So as that's you know you you stop, you take a breath, you notice what is going on in your body, and you notice you know what the blood is in my body right now. It's not in my brain. Maybe I can just take a step back and move on, uh, because anything that el- anything else that I do is not going to be in my best interest. It's not going to be in the best interest of this conversation. Uh, you know, that's how I, I see mindfulness uh, really coming into play. But then the, the meditations that we always talk about doing, living mindfully, that also physiologically changes the way that your brain is wired in the long term so that you're better wired permanently for having these conversations. You're better prepared without knowing, exactly. right? So you, you don't know this yeah. conversation is coming, but you've been meditating, You've been living mindfully. You've been shrinking the amygdala yeah. so that you're less reactive and more responsive. You're thinking more rationally in in the long term, always. Um, so that's another way it comes into play. So uh, I'd love to talk, uh, if you would, th- Will, talk about... Let me just, let me just uh, yeah. Yeah, come back to that thought in a second, yeah. John. I think one thing that's also, as coming up for me, that you're talking about, it's like, you know, as far as like making this more of a practice, it's like, I think part of this practice is like, what is the environment that you're constantly putting yourself into on a regular basis? 
You know, are you, you know, turning on the news all the time, which mm. is going to continually every time I only watch the news, John, when I go to the fucking gym, it drives me nuts. You know, I, I, I mean, cause it's only that's like 30 TVs and 27 of these have, have the goddamn news on. And it's just like the apocalypse, like showing every single day, all the time, like all right. like, it's just, it's awful. Right. But that, that can be further proliferated by what are you consuming in your social media or how often For are you sure. having that? Are you constantly living in a state of anxiety and stress and looking at everybody as an enemy to whatever. Right. And that's just going to happen often very naturally if you're in this state of anxiety, yeah. because you're in the, the amygdala is like kicking all those cortisol and, and um and stress hormones and stuff and you're just like all is jacked up and you just you just want to fight because you're because you <laughs> you're wake already up there way. you're already revved up you're already uh, there so it's yeah. like you think you're going to have a good proof a good fruitful conversation respecting somebody else listen actively listening to someone understanding what they're saying no like you immediately like everyone you look at it's like asshole 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 you know what i mean like i don't care right. what he has to say or what they have to do it's just like it just the whole world is just painted with you know and uh, images of enemies instead of like thinking of the world as like world's a good place like not everyone like not everyone john i live in new york city there's eight million people here right we still live together in this city in as much harmony as you possibly can with 8 million people on a small island you know <laughs> right and we do i mean we really do there's there's a new york gets a bad rap but like there is a lot of respect here in the city. And just because you're having a bad day, it doesn't mean you need to roll out your bad day on everybody else. Right. And um, so I think no, that's, that's a great how point. How are you yeah. starting your day? Yeah. How are you starting oh, your day? Yeah. I think it's another one. You yeah. Know? I mean, if you're getting up and like, you know, just, you know, you know, what you're eating, consuming all this caffeine and sugar or whatever else that kind of like, boom, like gives you absolutely no opportunity to, to be grounded and present in this moment. Uh, like, I mean, wow. It's like, it's, it just could be another miserable day. For you. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Great, great points so, there. Will, um, thank you for bringing those up. You know, uh, again, if yeah. we're living in the red all the time, it's really all hard for us to, to see anything from the green. Uh, you know, if, if we're yeah. like a race car yeah. constantly revved up when we get threatened, we're already revved up. So now we're just going to say, take that as a threat, whatever the case may be. And then uh, right. I, I love that right. you hit on the food. So we, uh, if, you're, if you're a new listener, we had an episode with Dr. Uma Naidu. Uh, yes, there you go. This is your brain on food. What we eat really changes how we feel. And I'm not just t saying, hey, how we physically feel like, hey, I ate, a, I ate a pizza, so I feel down, like I feel kind of sluggish. No, like if you eat too much <laughs> sugar, if you have too much caffeine, if you don't have a right number or a right amount of omega-3 fatty acids, your brain is not working optimally. And so you are perceiving the world in a different way. You're perceiving your life in a different way. So yes, uh, I love the fact that you brought that in and how important taking care of your own mental health, physical health is tied into having these effective, crucial conversations. And if you're not, if you're con continually wolfing down fast food, wolfing down, you know, 800, 800 milligrams of caffeine a day, uh, you know, so that so that you can get this great workout on and then you end up not working out. It's a uh, it's going to it's going to negatively affect you physically, but it's also going to negatively affect you emotionally, 
mentally and in these crucial conversations. And if you go into these crucial conversations negatively, feeling negatively already, you're gonna come out feeling even more so, and then you're gonna be like, you know what? That was a terrible terrible conversation. Now I need to go to the bar and down 21 shots, <laughs> right? So it's just this downward spiral. So I love that you brought that in, yeah. man. Great, good stuff. Yeah. That I don't remember being covered in the book, but I, I'm glad that we brought it in, man. It's uh, awesome. No, I mean, awesome it's just point. like, you know, we're talking, yeah. this is, you know, men talking mindfulness, John. It's oh, like, we, it's need to not, be environment, yeah. we need to be environmentally mindful. Yeah. Like how we're showing up, what we're showing up to, like what do we, what do, what's the input? you know, that we're bringing into our lives. That's like, that is, uh, you know, uh, intellectual input, like what we're hearing and seeing that goes the input, what we're actually digesting and putting in our mouths, right? Mm -hmm. What are we consuming as far as like in other areas of our lives? And the, all those things, John, are going to create an output. And if you want to have a different output, then you better start putting different input in. That's the right. only way it works. It's the only way it works. And this is like, why Again, start meditating, start breathing, go out for a fucking walk Get in your body, like start to like, you know, um, be a little bit more physically capable, which will help you to be more confident. So you can like step into this conversation, be like, everything's all right, because I'm all right. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah. I'm good at myself. I'm good with the world. And if I'm good at myself, I'm good at the world. Like my perception of the world and the, and the way that I am with the world is a completely different relationship. Instead of looking everything as a threat or an enemy or the apocalypse, it's like, <laughs> oh, so you know what I mean? It's like, it, right. it, it, it makes a huge difference. It's like, yep. so yeah. Yeah. This is fun. yeah well, the, uh, <laughs> the other piece that I was, I was going to ask you to address, but I'll, yes, I'll go ahead you. and bring it up um, is, is we've talked about how mindfulness kind of prepares you for these conversations. Um, both mentally and physiologically. Um, but we also, I want to talk about how mindfulness in the conversation itself is important, right? So again, okay. mindfulness is, is really nothing more than awareness, awareness of the present moment here and now without any judgment. And if you're not being aware in a conversation, you will not notice when the conversation has turned. And what I mean by that is, hey, you start mm -hmm. to address your spouse, uh, you know, a significant other, uh, a friend at work, or a, rather a colleague or a, uh, an employee at work. You start to address them and everything's going great. You, you know, you're getting the north, south head nods from them. You're feeling good. And then suddenly you, you kind of see them maybe shudder. Or you start to, again, see them go from this open stance, kind of with an open heart, open mind to the, the crossed arms stance and and now they're getting on the defensive or maybe even on the, the on the offensive and they're, they're starting to actually turn things on, on like the aggressive side of things um, if you don't notice that you're never going to have an effective crucial conversation if you don't notice the turning of the tides in those conversations you're not going to be able to put a stop to when things start turning sideways. Uh, so you have to be mindful, not just before the, the conversations, but you actually have to be mindful in the conversations. And we've talked about that in our, you know, our episode mm -hmm. on, on active listening and leading through, lead, uh, leading through listening, uh, how important it is. Um, but you really have to pay attention. Yeah. I, I, one, um, I think another thing that helps, you to be more mindful when you're actually in that crucial conversation. If you have, you know, I mean, it's not a spontaneous crucial conversation, uh, but like if you're going to go ask for that raise or you need to have a, a challenging conversation with a loved one in some ways, it's like, I've, I've done this in the past, John, I've, I've practiced with somebody 
you know, I like literally be like, Hey, and, and like, there's a, you know, a step-by-step approach that, um, you know, I, when I did some work like 10 years ago with, uh, something similar to, it's called momentum education, something similar to landmark, the way that they designed the mm-hmm. program. Yeah. Um, and it was just so helpful because like it was, it was, I, I was able to hit, you know, by just practicing, I was able to even in the mock conversation, John, right, I could feel my emotions coming up because, oh, yeah. again, our mind is so incredibly powerful. It has the ability to, to transport us into this imagination that's not even there. But that imagination, that story, right, starts to invoke those emotions and the heart rate goes up and, you know, I don't feel so grounded anymore. Uh, so, like, by practicing that crucial conversation, actually, before you go in that crucial conversation could be very, very, very helpful as well. Oh, for um, sure. For sure. So, um, yeah, I think we did. Uh, Are we think, anything else, John? Yeah, I think, I think we, uh, we did a pretty done good a pretty job. good. <laughs> yes, let's pat ourselves on the back. Uh, but I fully well, I agree. I think, well, I, I think we've let done us a good know, job. guys, if we did a yeah, good job. If, send us yeah, a message. Watching, Leave us a review. Let, us know. <laughs> <laughs> let us know right now in the comments if we suck or if there's anything. Uh, like all joking aside, in your comments, uh, if you make if you're watching it live. Put something in there. If there's something that you want us to address here in the next couple minutes, I'd love to hear from you. We would love to hear from you because we want to make sure we cover what you guys want to hear as the audience. Um, but in the meantime, you know, as we're as we're waiting for it, if anyone will comment, um, yeah, why don't we why don't we start to wrap it up? You want to kind of lead the uh, the closing practice, and then we'll see if yeah. there's anything else, and then uh, and then put a bow on it. Yeah, for sure. Let's do it. Um, yeah, we, I'm, I'm I'm curious, John. Like if, because uh, I only see this is like we're using new technology, everybody. So I only see like two people that could potentially be watching. So I don't even know if we broadcasted to all those other channels. I'm, that I'm watching. So. I'm, I'm watching. It's it's over there. Uh, I know it's on LinkedIn, and I see some some folks okay. watching live right now. Um, and oh, okay. I, I believe it should be on the other platforms too. So we'll check oh, your. No, I'm just curious. Check your show. I'm like a little <laughs> blind ever over here, everybody. Like John's got the all the controls and the bells and whistles. And I'm just like I'm like the guest today. <laughs> Oh, there nice. we go. We got another nice. comment. <laughs> oh, there Thanks, we go. Lisa. Great impro- oh, thank you, Lisa. Okay, good. <laughs> okay, so at least we're not alone over here, John. Yes, we're All right, not. Yeah, let's do that nice little grounding practice. And, you know, let's just exercise that BAMO breath. And anytime, any, any, any time that you're feeling like the, uh, you know, kind of the, uh, the stickiness of your emotions, wanting to kind of boom, get a hold of your mind and get a hold of your body and take control of the entire circumstance that you're in. Just doing this breath can help you detach and let go, objectify the experience so you can get back to your heart, right? Stay in a grounded place and approach whatever that, whatever that conversation, whatever that situation is from a place that grounded, calm, cool, connected. I mean, can't speak enough about it. It really it makes a difference in your life, but you have to practice. It's practice, practice, practice. Okay. Everybody, find that seat. Right, whatever you're doing, you can do this. You can do this. Anything you're doing right now, except if you're talking. Uh, let's exhale out. Empty out. Good. Let's take an inhale for four seconds. Three, two, one. Exhale out. Out the mouth like out the mouth like you're blowing out a candle all the way out hit the bottom hit the bottom and inhale again big breath fill from the bottom all the way to the top exhale out a few more in for see if you can really expand horizontally with that breath down deep in the belly exhale out two more in Out. 
Last one. Go along for the ride. Inhale. Fill with that power, that invigoration, that expansion. Exhale. Feel that relaxation, the peacefulness, kind of like floating like a parachute all the way down deeper into yourself. And there we are, John. Thank you for today. There we are indeed. All right. Well, great stuff, Will. Thank you for that that closing practice. Thanks for the great conversation. Got some comments here. Thank you guys for watching live. Great job from yeah. Dustin. Great information from Lisa. This was great from yeah. Shannon from Shanna. So thank you guys for tuning in. We sincerely appreciate it. Um, for those who are listening in podcast form later, you know, take a screenshot of you listening to this and share it with your friends, your family. And, and you know, if you don't, if you don't want to take a screenshot, share it with your friends and family anyway, share it with whoever is going to have crucial conversations. And guess what? That's everyone. Everyone is yeah. going to have crucial conversations. So we very much appreciate you guys tuning in, whether it's live or in the podcast form later. And until next time, peace. Peace. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you walk away with some new tools and insights to guide you on your life journey. New episodes are being published every week, so please join us again for some meaningful discussion. For more information, please check out mentalkingmindfulness.com.